So this is an interview with Laura Hoy. Now she's going to connect you with plants just in this one simple interview. She is a fellow aromatherapist and she has a product and workshop business that's called Essential Oils and You. The care, the detail, the respect that Laura provides with every single way that she delivers each and every beautiful essential oil. Laura's own journey with scent perhaps had a really unexpected start. In fact, she started with a blocked nose due to lots of allergies, but she ended up working with perfume companies like Coty. But actually a, a personal experience of stress, learning how to self-care led to a personal journey where essential oils played their part. This fascination with plants continued and she watched how people responded when they smelled the oils. She ended up managing an aromatherapy business and that actually naturally led her to organically set up her very own business with plant connections at its heart. So I'm going to have a conversation now with uh, Laura Hoy. Um, and I personally describe Laura as probably one of the most grounded people that I know and who walks very gently on this earth. And we'll, we'll sort of know a little bit more about Laura in a short while. Um, we actually met through our fondness of aromatherapy. I've got one of her beautiful essential oils, lime, actually here with me this afternoon to keep me uh, vibrant. Um, Laura's actually the owner of Essential Oils and You, and this is based in Brighton. It's an she's an essential oil consultant and also clinical aromatherapist, but she has a really wonderful mission, and that mission is actually to teach you how to use essential oils for support, for care, and for nurture, and in your everyday life. So it's not about just special occasions. This is about bringing aromatherapy into your everyday life. So welcome, Laura Hoy. Hi, Claire. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. I'm going to get straight into the questions, if that's OK. And I have to go straight to your gift wrap. Your, your gift wrap on your products is just exquisite. I have this little container of um, Laura's ribbons. <laughs> Laura's tissue paper so I recycle wherever possible as well and reuse those items um but tell there has to be a story behind that gift wrap it's just stunning every single time I order an oil tell me about it well there isn't really a story as such it's more just my natural way I suppose I do have a box in front of me of ribbons and tissue paper <laughs> um but yeah, I guess the, the oils themselves are really, really precious. There's a, mm. whole, a whole load of stuff that goes behind making them. Mm. And when I decided to put together my own range, it was just a natural kind of thing to want the the packaging and, and just the labeling and the bottles and everything to kind of show how precious the oils are. So yeah, it was a real, a real, joy to work with a designer who helped me just to put the labels together and I've put a lot of gold in there it's a little bit bling but it is a bit bling you're right <laughs> <laughs> um and, tinsel at Christmas <laughs> yeah but and, and it's that just when you asked me that question it made me think about when I receive something mm. in the post if I'm even if I'm just ordering from a supplier um the way that that comes it has such an impression and mm. sometimes I've had stuff that's been so badly wrapped and when I open it it does make my heart sink a bit and I'm just like oh. 
but when it's the opposite when when I get something and you can tell someone's thought about the the way they the box that it comes in every little detail's been considered and it just makes such a difference to how you feel about receiving that product and then how you're going to use it as well because you can feel that there's a preciousness and a quality that's gone into that um and I I used to run an essential oil company and I can remember sometimes seeing the way things got wrapped and realizing that I obviously had quite a, a a level of care that I wanted to go into that packaging and anyway we talked to talked about it with the staff and I ended up having a little poster in the packaging room that said um please pack everything as if you were um putting it together for a dear friend so that was like a little reminder for everyone that every every order we sent out was going to someone they were going to receive that and it would have an impact on their day sometimes and so you're absolutely right and it doesn't matter if it's you know a simple bottle of lavender you know it's the respect isn't it that you're showing and actually this probably answers one of my latest questions and I'm sure we'll come back to it that that's part of customer care and is part of the reason that potentially people do come back to shop with you as well as a you know as an independent business and I, I remember receiving shea butter for the first time I was so excited. I'd found, you know, raw organic shea butter. But when I received it, I had to ring the company and actually say, can I just check this is how it's meant to come? Because <laughs> it was literally just rattling around in a tub that was way bigger than the quantity that I'd ordered. And I was like, I was so disappointed. And I just wasn't sure about the quality. And I was, all these questions were going over in my mind. And I've I've had shea butter a few different times where it's been packed that way. And it, I felt so disappointed, but so respectful of the plant and almost sort of apologizing that it had such a rough journey <laughs> and wanted to see it gift wrapped in the way that you present, you know, products. So, you know, I, for one, really, really do appreciate every time that you wrap it. So thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I love doing it. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you wrap the best presents as well. <laughs> You could probably be wrapping a piece of popcorn and it would still be amazing. <laughs> but Laura, could you talk me through your journey um, with scent? You know, I, we both know the power of aroma and how special it is, how it can, you know, put somebody in a state of calm, groundedness, energy, whatever it, you know, of course, it, it, that oil brings that person, but it can do it just like that. But can you tell me specifically what your own personal journey is, is with scent and how maybe it's influenced your own life and perhaps maybe share some testimonials from others that have you know enjoyed your oils, you know, what impacts their aromatherapy has? It's funny because I suppose a lot of people assume that I would have some super smelling nose or some sort of skill or connection to scent. But if I think back to especially when I was younger, um, I, I just, I used to wake up every morning and blow my nose constantly until I left the house. And um, I think, I guess I was a bit hyper allergic to various things. Um, mm. We had cats and <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was very helpful. I, I lived in a house where people smoked and mm. my sense of smell was certainly not acute. And mm. I, yeah, 
I, I don't really remember too much about like having anything really deeply significant in the childhood (laughs) but I definitely um looking back I can see that I'm definitely where I should be that there were a few things that um like different jobs that I can see I was obviously supposed to be heading in this direction um my first ever job when I left um college I studied graphic design and I and I was in a pub talking to a friend about my CV. She was helping me with it. And somebody overheard us and um, said, oh, do you know what there's, um, we could do with somebody in our, um, in our office? Um, I can put your details forward if you like. And it was um, Coty, which is a very wow. old <laughs> perfume company. Yeah. And um, I did some work there there for a while but nothing really came of it and I had a few various jobs um in administration and various businesses and um I finally ended up working for a company that held all the rights to sell lots of really big brand perfumes like Mm -hmm. Gucci and Mont Blanc and Yardley and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I loved loved it, but it it wasn't until um, I, I kind of got a little bit stressed out with life and um, my body started giving me messages that I needed to look after it a lot more and take care mm. of it. And that's sure. when I started to, to do exactly that, look after myself um, and, yeah, just be much more aware of, um, all the things that were affecting me, I actually had really bad eczema, and which made me look at um, my diet and all the products I was using. And um, you know, I actually cut anything that was perfumed out for <laughs> a few years um, because I didn't want it to um, irritate my skin. So, mm, so really neutralized everything sort of flatline that smell yeah and um and I'd I'd been away um working in Australia for a bit and I was coming back to England and I knew that something needed to change and I really I'd I'd done a bit of research on some different um kind of um more holistic ways of looking after yourself and I I basically came back to London and looked at a whole load of different courses um, because I really felt strongly that I wanted to learn more and go into the kind of healthcare industry. Yeah. And I I did look at a lot of courses, but the aromatherapy course that I chose just, it was like, oh, wow, this is all about plants. This is all about the body. I get to go back to all the anatomy and massage. I'd always loved doing massage even when I was a kid. Like, oh, wow, this has got everything. And I have to say, I didn't particularly think about the smell so much. And it's Mm. something that's built over my my journey since studying. It's, um, yeah, it's developed. And I have got an a much more um, acute sense of smell now, but it is because I've just 
increase my awareness and um so yeah i found that really interesting that really anyone could develop it yes. just by bringing an awareness and mm. literally now i can't walk past someone's garden if they've got rosemary or roses <laughs> sticking out of the you can't resist <laughs> without smelling it and yeah just adore it 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 is a i think for a lot of people it doesn't kind of hit their their radar generally it's there all the time but maybe they're not um quite so aware of it as they could be yes and that could be all sorts of reasons like you say that environment of you know perhaps living in a, a household that smokes or you know there's allergies or you know maybe the food you're not adding spices and things you're not exposed to that sort of variety of, of aromas that can come your way and sort of shape it so actually it sounds like you went for perhaps more of the functionality of aromatherapy sort of the the knowledge behind the oils as opposed to the smell is that right if I interpreted that correctly there's probably a bit of everything mm. um yeah, I, I was fascinated with the plants themselves as well and their mm. qualities. Yes. Um, but yeah, just the more that the more that I've kind of discovered and played around with them and especially working with clients and watching the way they respond. Yes. I have to say that's what really kind of captured my my flame or however <laughs> I could describe it. It's yeah watching how people respond when they smell something or when they um when when they make a product or uh, yeah. i really love yeah, what they're attracted to because some of your workshops isn't it as they select self-select yeah and there's some reasonings behind it i'm sure <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so it's been fun and I, I feel like I get more and more um, out of it the more, I, the more I play with it and the more I learn. So, yeah, it was definitely a fabulous choice for me to, to do that. You definitely fell on the right thing for sure. It's, um, and also that, that playfulness with the, with the oils. You know, you, you are taught originally to, to be quite structured in the way that you blend, but you start to become a little bit more intuitive you know about what's going to work for that individual don't you over time it's just all these little things start to piece together and then you have this expansive repertoire of your customers you know and how they respond um that builds again your knowledge about the oils it takes you on a, you know another path it's not even written in textbook it's just about you know experiences so that's really lovely for you to share all of those things so what kind of led you now to have you know essential oils and you your your very own business you know, selling products and hosting workshops, what, what led you to sort of take that leap? Um, it was a very kind of natural process. I definitely did not plan it. I certainly couldn't have imagined myself doing uh, any of it really when I was studying. Um, I kind of assumed I'd be massaging in a clinic and that just didn't happen. Um, I... I discovered um, NHR organic oils when I was studying and mm. um, I wrote to um, the company and asked for a job and um, it kind of tied in perfectly when I finished all my study hours um, that I got a phone call and was offered a, a job to come in and, and manage the company, which was amazing. 
that's a leap of faith in itself just sending a cv and saying <laughs> i'd like a job with you specifically <laughs> yeah and um it was such a such an amazing opportunity for me because i just learned so much and i had a lot of freedom to grow the business and um and had so much client interaction and the company was it was really just me working there when I started and I built a team up um, of about 10 people after about seven years. It, it just grew a lot, I think, because it was an organic company and it was Soil Association certified. Mm -hmm. A lot of small businesses were wanting to go down that route. So, yeah, um, yeah but I, I, I had such fascinating customers and I got to teach the um, staff all about the oils so they felt confident to to um, do what they were doing yeah and, and then the company grew to a point where I I couldn't be as hands-on as I originally was I was mm. I still loved working there it was really amazing opportunity did get to learn a lot about about sourcing the oils as well which is very important Yes, and the quality of the oils and what people wanted as well so yeah it was great but there was a point where I felt like oh okay I'm doing lots of accounts doing lots of marketing doing lots of <laughs> uh sort of management and I was missing the the more practical elements of it and I'd um I'd done a lot of workshops with the staff we'd opened them up to our customers and the public as well and I'd started to volunteer so that I could do massage and um, see clients out outside of that work as well yeah and I just felt like oh this is the bit that I know I'm really these are where all my skills are mm. and I feel like I I kind of need to shift something because even though I, I love running a company, um, yeah, I kind of wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> I could have stayed there forever, I'm sure. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself as well. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like, okay, yeah, there's, there's something more that I, I need. Yeah. It's a natural evolution by the sounds of it. That it was just natural for you to just take that next step and that next leap. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And um, I really do love, love teaching. I love running the courses. I love that mm. interaction with um, people. Tell me a little bit more about that. What do you hope to achieve with those workshops? You know, I love that some of the names of them, botanical alchemy. I mean, it's so <laughs> inviting. Some of the locations that you, you know, you go to as well are, are just like outstanding. Um, and I've done a workshop with you and, you know, in the lavender farm and it's just some really special places but what do you really hope comes out of those workshops what's your intention when you you put those out into the world um well I guess it's uh, definitely a certain kind of person that will come to my workshops mm. they're very very um I mean, yeah they they're usually in a place that has a, a real connection to plants um which is definitely on purpose because I want people to understand where the oils come from in a very practical way so I don't think I've ever used a slideshow or anything like that 
No. <laughs> I would like to to make it yeah really visceral and get get people um, involved learning themselves without me sort of just telling them stuff. So um, yeah, I guess making sure that the place that we do the workshop in really supports that. Mm, for sure. Um, the nature of the workshops are usually they're going to make something. So yeah. there is a natural process of what we have to do. Um, so I want them to know about the ingredients and understand like how amazing and precious they are, what they're going to make is going to be exquisite. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really kind of that all happens naturally without me thinking too much. <laughs> but um, the really important thing is that I prepare myself and I prepare mm. the space that we work in really, mm -hmm. really like with the packaging, with like attention to every little detail. So when I'm preparing for a workshop, I kind of go into a ritual even the way I pack all my equipment up, because there'll be loads of stuff to bring. <laughs> um, even the way like I prepare myself the night before, I just want to be really, really steady and really prepared. Mm. And um, we'll always be super early because sometimes I don't know what I'm going to walk into. Like the place could be filthy. <laughs> I need to clean everything. And I might not really know what I'm going to have. Perhaps I need to figure out how I'm going to set the room up so it really supports the group yes um and that's really key like so when they walk in they feel really supported really at mm. ease they can really like let their body surrender because when they when I give them the opportunity to start trying the oils the more settled they are within themselves, the more they can connect to their own response to what's happening. So mm. there's no way I can tell them that. It's for them to feel. So feel. If, I've, mm -hmm. if I've like made sure I can be in a place where whatever's thrown at me, because you know, <laughs> things always Events can do that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but if they get to the best opportunity to really feel their, their own body, what they want, what they like, um, so that they feel at ease and they can ask loads of questions and share loads of what they're experiencing when they try stuff out, then um, the workshops really flow and they, I feel like they get more out of it if I just... I kind of hold the space as well as I can yeah. rather than trying to pump them full of um, mm. information because a lot of it is really kind of natural they'll smell something and they'll go like oh, okay I feel yeah. this or yes this is happening in my body and then if they're really confident in what they're feeling and experiencing when it comes to designing a perfume or choosing what to put in a cream then they they feel really confident so they're just like yeah I want that and I love this and so what they end up making is they're usually really gorgeous and yes. <laughs> they really love it. and then they get to take that home with them and so even after the workshop I don't know what happens afterwards and 
I I try and get feedback, but yeah, I don't have any control over that. So if they've had the most um, enriching time during the workshop, then when they walk away, hopefully that will stay with them. And when they use the product, they'll be able to connect to that kind of nurturing that space where they really were with themselves and with their body. And every time they use that, then they have the opportunity to go back and really just really nurture themselves. I feel like that's how I feel at the workshops. I just it's what people need. I think actually we're we're in this sort of um, place where we ex have expectations of education and teaching and being taught, um, but not necessarily that lovely explorative approach or that kind of freedom or space with which to, you know, be led by your sense of smell, you know, and, and like you say, to really feel it. And it definitely left a lasting impression on me, this pagoda in the middle of a lavender field I mean it brought nature to life there was a real connection like you said between the plants that are in these lovely bottles to those of course plants that are growing out there in nature and you just put this like you know treasure chest of oils in front of us you know and you could just <laughs> it was like oh, I had access to all these different things and you were noticing the colors and oh it was a beautiful experience and it definitely leaves a lasting impression and you know, it's really lovely actually to hear the behind the scenes part of your thinking when you prepare these workshops. It's, it's really special. And I, I see time and time again testimonials on your website about how people have connected um, and how they go on to use their products afterwards. So thank you for sharing that behind the scenes. Now, th there's clearly um, a very special oil in your life. <laughs> Um, I, I see the odd rose or two come up on your feed, you know, and, and you talk about roses occasionally. So, <laughs> um, so I, I'd love to know why roses have such a special part of in your life, because I, I've, I've noticed you've even grown, you know, growing your own. You've been trying to distill your own. I mean, I'd love to know a little bit more about why rose is so special. Um, yeah, that's a hard question, actually. I mean... It's sort of like, well, what, doesn't everyone see that? Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> why not, Claire? <laughs> but actually, I suppose um, scented roses, not everyone would have access mm. to that. And actually, that's why I grow them, because um, on my balcony in pots, which is very, very difficult. Um, <laughs> Need a bit of TLC out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's top of the hill. It's very windy and... Um, mm. um, yeah, but when a rose smells, I really, oh, I just adore it. It's so heavenly. Um, but I'm sure a lot of what I get out of them, people would be able to connect to with other plants, maybe mm. other flowers or even other things in their life. But it really represents um, nurturing to me. Yeah. Um, it's so beautiful. Um, there's so many um, connotations to it. Um, mm. I love how, like, I love how they grow from like their little buds, and the more the more that they open up, you sort of can't believe that they're going to keep on opening up, and they even look stunning when they're kind of aging. And then, and then you get amazing rose hips as well. Yeah. So. 
that's kind of what's it's like you were saying you know your journey to scent actually was perhaps the fascination around the plant itself you know the essential oil in the smell is an absolute bonus but it's your fascination with watching this plant grow and blossom and you know open up and you're wondering how many layers of petals are going to be coming through on that plant that seems to be what brings it to life for you yeah and I think all all plants will have different qualities like with the essential oils there's so many different ways they can support us but mm. I mean rose is incredibly popular and it's one of the most expensive and mm. it takes so um, a vast amount of flowers to make a tiny amount of oil so I wouldn't be able to grow enough to distill myself but I can <laughs> I can capture the scent in a in an oil which is really satisfying um but yeah, it, it's an oil that it's just so nurturing, really, really, like it's got a sacredness to it and it really mm. feels like it just deepens that. So I, I do use it a lot, even though it's super, super pricey. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive tape. I bet the gift wrap is, goes next level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just thinking about gift wrapping in rose petals. No, yeah. Laying on a bed of rain. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and why not? Why not indeed? And it, you know, it brings it back to life because I think sometimes when we, you know, get into our, our bottled aromatherapy, sometimes we do lose that connection with the plant itself. So it's great that you really nurture that and bring that alive, you know, and certainly get that across in your venues with your workshops. So, you know, Heaver Castle is one of the other places, isn't it, that you you've done some workshops. I mean, beautiful spaces. So yeah. So you've been um I think it's fair to say deeply passionate about this sort of independent business um, out there and, and getting people in the community to support local support, you know, independence, you know, support small businesses. What do you think it takes to convince someone to shop with an independent over, you know, a larger chain or a larger business? You know, what, what do you think is the magic that keeps people shopping with yourself and, and shopping with, you know, like-minded individuals? It's usually probably easier to connect with a, an independent or a small business. Like mm. you usually get more interaction. Um, I mean, for me, having run my own business, I know the amount of work that it takes. It's if, I mean, I love it. So to me, I don't mind working seven days a week. And that's, it's kind of just fine because I really adore it. But I feel like kind of um, highlighting what goes into a small business and the amount of work that somebody, whether they're running a cafe or making their own clothes, whatever they're doing, it's, it's huge dedication. And um, I think when someone appreciates that mm. and the product itself becomes more precious and I know you can still have that with a big company it's probably a little bit rarer mm. um but yeah I feel like um it's really important for people to just bring a bit of understanding to what what goes into all the all the bits <laughs> the bits behind the scenes do, do you think it's important to share the you know the blood sweat and tears do you think it's important to show the highs the lows um you know behind the scenes of your business do you think that's important I think um, I think if uh, if you're a consumer, understanding what 
um, like all the little details that someone is doing to make your product is quite fascinating. And um, I know that when I've got to know somebody who's, who's making their own, whatever it is, food, clothes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it really, well, it builds the relationship with that person anyway. And I, it, that means that I'm, I want to support them. And um, yeah, and then I, I kind of see what goes into making something as well and appreciate it so much more. So I guess it's really made me think, well, often you could buy something cheaper somewhere else, but I would much rather spend a bit more and know that what I'm getting has got that quality and <clears throat> and all of that intention that that person's put into it. Yeah. Um, so I think I think you get a lot more out of it when you when you shop local. Just like getting to know somebody and having that in your life. Like uh, I have been building relationships with different independents over the years, mm. not with the purpose of collaborating but yeah. it happened naturally because I've just like um I think one of my first workshops was in a florist workshop she and um yeah and she talked to me about other workshops that happened I was like oh wow I'd love to do that and um somebody else who makes her own clothes she um she's just made some silk eye masks and she's selling them with my lavender oil to support sleep and so I think more magic can happen when there's that intimate relationship with someone and it might just be your greengrocer but <laughs> probably have a bit more yeah of a quality relationship with them I'm sure you can get it at a supermarket as well with the people that work there but I don't know it just seems to be more natural more yeah and I think partnerships are, you know, really powerful, you know, is that supportive element as opposed to sort of, you know, a comp competitive element. It's just really collaborating, supporting each other. And, and sometimes you just find some magic, some sort of unexpected, you know, like minded thinking and something that fits so beautifully. You know, the, the eye, you know, the eye mask with the, the lab. I mean, it's just so fitting, isn't it? It's a natural, like you say, very organic sort of fit um, in terms of a partnership. So thank you so much for sharing, you know, all these wonderful insights behind the scenes. But I, I'm not going to let you go, if that's OK, until I've asked you some quick fire questions. <laughs> um, and there's just a couple of things that I'd love to know. You know, first of all, can you let me know what your all time favourite book is? Now, it could be a, a recent um, book or it could be something that uh, is, is something that you just swear by that you maybe go back to reread. What would it be? Oh, well, I was thinking this question would be on on topic on aromatherapy and my all-time favorite book or that's a bit tough so <laughs> I'm going to say my book at the moment um which is it's called Modern Cosmetics and there's a whole group of amazing scientists and researchers mm. put this together yes um, and it's just so beautifully put together amazing pictures and really really useful information on loads of botanical ingredients which I use all the time for brilliant so kind of one of those ones you can delve in and just get the information that you really want at that time in that moment yeah if I need to know what um quality sea buckthorn has and I can't remember I just 
Yes. Elvin. <laughs> that looks like a nice beast, you know, of a book that, you know, would just have, you know, it's like a Bible of aromatherapy. It looks like there's some plants and so brings it alive. Yeah, it's very useful. Yeah. Um, and then also when it comes to self-care, and I appreciate you must have a million and one different self-care tips, but what self-care thing do you think everybody should do without question? Um, I guess it's to really listen to your body and trust it. So, you know, we're given loads of advice and tips on self-care, especially right now. Yeah. But I think everybody everybody can tune into what their body really needs if they just mm. give themselves a little moment to check in with their body and it could be related to anything exercise what you're going to eat when you're going to go to bed but it's really honoring what your body tells you mm -hmm. it'll always tell you if you're willing to listen so yes it's so true isn't it if you pause for long enough to listen <laughs> it's very wise your body so Last question is, what one thing have you, you know, deeply learned about yourself during the pandemic that maybe you didn't realise before? Is there anything sort of personally that you've deeply learned? Yes. <laughs> this <is a> good <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, so I, um, I'm pregnant, so I'm about 16 weeks pregnant now. And something that... Um, I always clocked in clients who were pregnant was how much more willing they were to look after themselves, mm. yeah. to really, really go into that nurturing. Um, but then getting to experience it myself, the first three months I was so sick, so exhausted. Mm. And so the thing that I've learned through that is that sometimes I just have to accept that I can't do anything and I just have to rest and yes. that's okay like to that yeah I guess it's the same as my self-care tip yeah. you have to listen to your body and if you can honor that then it's really really it's the best thing for your body <laughs> it's telling you <laughs> absolutely there's actually probably the most intuitive time of my life was was being a mum and you know before even being a mum just being pregnant <laughs> the intuition that you feel this this knowing of actually it's it, it sort of I would say brings you back into this zone of looking after yourself it helps you self-care because you're responsible for another you know individual um growing a human being in, in your belly is there's no small feat so <laughs> it's incredible what you've you know you've gained and and how you can further that intuitive yeah. I definitely I can definitely see how it is a lot easier to make choices when you're considering someone else as well yeah. but really we we can do that for ourselves but mm. genuinely for me I got flatlined with the sickness and mm. it's so unusual for me not even to, to be able to do any work yes but just having to accept that was actually massive but I don't all I could do is lie on the sofa. Brenda. <laughs> and yeah, so not to, not to think that I sh it should be any different. It's mm. only what, what my body can do at that time. Yeah. Well, congratulations. What beautiful news to learn during this time, you know, of extreme 
uh, intensity during the pandemic and so much loss of life to hear of a new life being born is just really really special so thank you so much for sharing it with us today and you know taking part in this project you know together you know in our lifetime we could end world hunger I mean how about that that's no small feat as well so thank you for sharing you know your wise words and just your insights and just being very authentic and open with us today I really appreciate it take care Laura thank you Claire bye